When it comes to raising healthy kids, we so often hear child and family experts sharing Proverbs. Not the book of Proverbs necessarily, but those general parenting principles that apply to parents in general, which generally produce a general result. On today's edition of License to Parent, however, we'll move from generalities to specifics by discussing some practical life application activities that can help jumpstart a healthy parent-child relationship in your home, and all while promoting a biblical worldview at the same time. So stay tuned. Today, we'll be renewing your License to Parent. Well, hello and welcome to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy, a residential treatment program for troubled teens in Martin, Georgia. And our host on the program is the founder and executive director of Shepherds Hill, Trace Embry. And uh, Trace, you have put together a, a very nice list here. Uh, we won't be nailing it to the church door, I don't think, but we are going to try to... I guess get people to nail it to their refrigerator wall or whatever they need to do their to, hearts. To, okay, that's nail a better, it to their hearts. That's a better example. Nail it to your heart so that you can uh, uh, really make some changes in your family's thought process to really strengthen, uh, develop, uh, improve the relationship between the parents and their kids. Uh, how did you? decide to come up with this list this is not what we typically do we don't usually say the top 10 things you right. can do right and i want to just say don't literally nail them to your heart <laughs> Figuratively speaking we are not medical professionals <laughs> but it is our opinion that that could hurt <laughs> and you got to cover your tracks today you, know, you, you, know, you never know uh but you know as parents rich you know, we, we we often get so engrossed in, in all the daily activities of life our careers and and whatnot, trying to make ends meet in this economy and all that. And we often find ourselves too tired, uh, too occupied, uh, too maybe frustrated to get creative in these areas. And I've come up with a, uh, a list here that might give parents a little uh, jumpstart in the right direction to jumpstart their relationship with their kids. And again, uh, all while nurturing a biblical worldview. And if we can get our extensive staff here at License to Parent, which I think is you and me, <laughs> you and me. <laughs> um, to put it together, maybe we can even type this up and put it on the website. But, uh, sure. but yeah, I, I hope that this will be something that parents can refer back to. And uh, not so much as a checklist, although it's not bad to say, you know, how am I doing in this regard? But, yeah, to, to have some of those ideas. Well, you've put together 20 or 21 uh, jumpstart activities here. And the first one I'd like to begin with is is one that doesn't sound so much like an activity, but it's a way to apply something to an activity. And that is you say to use discernment when it comes to our entertainment. Mm -hmm. Tell me what you mean by bringing discernment to entertainment. Well, you know, uh, we have been influenced by our culture, uh, our thought process, uh, has has certainly been affected. Our, our our standards have been lowered. We've been seduced over time, and uh, uh, unless we filter all that we're exposing our kids to and exposing ourselves to through the lenses of Scripture, then it's very easy to show a lack of discernment in, in what we're listening to, what we're watching. And and I'm just saying that we need to be very intentional about uh, what comes in our homes. I often mm -hmm. use this example. Would you allow two total strangers to come in your living room, fornicate under a sheet in front of your entire family? And of course, the answer is no. We wouldn't, we wouldn't want that to happen. But virtually, we do that almost every day in some of the things that we watch on TV yeah. with sitcoms and some of these, these, these shows that are on. And I, I think we need to point out this is not a process that you can 
start instantly. It's a learn process because one of the things you've said is we need to apply discernment, but we do, we we apply it to where we are today, right. whatever we're watching. So the good and the bad, we start discerning, yeah. and that opens up lines of communication in the family. We start talking about these things. Well, you know, that was a really interesting storyline there, but was there a problem? You know, should mm-hmm. we be watching this, or how do we? react to that through the lens of Christ. Sure. Uh, so, so we're looking at the good and the bad, and I guess the ultimate goal is to get rid of some of the bad. <laughs> Absolutely, because, you know, we are a sum total of all the things that we've allowed to come into us uh, through all the senses, mm-hmm. uh, touch, taste, smell, hear, you know, sight. And uh, Scripture, uh, I was just reading it the other day, it's, it's uh, right around Psalm 100 somewhere in there, uh, I'll set no vile thing before me, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I think that comes from the mouth of uh, David, a man after God's own heart, who, in the wrong place, at the wrong time, exposing himself to the wrong scenery. Yes. If a man after God's own heart can be led to do some things that, that are certainly sinful because of the things that he's seen, mm-hmm. you know, maybe one time, our kids are seeing this stuff virtually every day. You know? right. And I'm not saying that our kids are going to go out and, and uh, commit adultery or murder someone as a result, but how far short of a murder or adultery right. do, you, do you want right. your family to go? I, I know that when my wife and I first got married uh, in our first apartment, there was cable TV. And there were you know a lot of movies that were coming on. HBO was still mm-hmm. fairly young. And uh, you know so we'd watch these things and go, oh, what great shows we're getting to watch. Mm-hmm. Then when we had kids, if we, you know, went and rented a video or something for something that we had seen before, we'd watch it and go, oh, my gosh, I can't believe we right. had been watching that thing because all of a sudden the lens through which we were viewing things go. had been changed. So yeah. what we're saying here for number one is switch on the discerning lens. Absolutely. And and you, you mentioned HBO. And I got to say, and I know this is going to sound legalistic to a lot of people, but HBO is not a station that needs to be in a Christian home uh, simply because in a, in a, I've been in enough places and hotels and it's been on. I'll flip it on to see what's on. And it's like, whoa, I, I can't right, believe right. what I just saw there. And there are a multitude of Christian homes that have this piped in. Yeah. And I was watching CNN the other day and uh, – uh, I forget what program it was, but some guy touring the world, different sites and restaurants and stuff. And they're using language and subject matter that certainly this cannot be. And we wonder why we struggle with some of the attitudes uh, and, and behavior that we right. do. Well, let's move on to our second item, which is like unto the first, if okay. we can try to put some Bible speak on there. And that is to uh, consider turning off your traditional entertainment once in a while to catch some wholesome programming. And I guess... Part of what we're doing here is focusing on finding wholesome entertainment options. Uh, one that you and I like to promote is, of course, Christian radio. Yeah, the License to Parent program is a great one. <laughs> sure. We encourage it 24-7, License <laughs> exactly. to Parent, which, by the way, you can do by going to LicensedToParent.org. That's there you the go. shameless plug right there. <laughs> but, you know, when we get in our automobiles to go to school or to church or to, you know, shopping or wherever, uh, what's the first thing we or our kids tend to do? We, we flip the radio on and we're listening to our favorite top 40 or whatever the case sure. may be. And and I want to go back to being intentional again as a parent. And I'm not saying that every time you get in your vehicle that you need to plug in a Bible tape or or a CD or, or or a Christian radio station. But I think it would be wise for parents to get very familiar with your local Christian radio station, find out what their schedule is, 
and and listen to some teaching once in a while. The, the Chuck Swindolls of the world, the Chip mm-hmm. Ingrams, the you know the Ravi Zacharias's, Charles Stanleys. For our kids to listen to that and know that it's a priority in our life for us to listen to it. Uh, that'll mean more than you could ever verbalize to them. And they're going to act like they're not listening to it, but they'll catch some of it. And again, if you do it every time, it becomes a legalistic thing. It turns the kids off. But if occasionally you, you, you just tell your kids, listen, listen to this. We think, you know, this is going to be good sure. for us. I think uh, that's a, a wise thing to do to, to help nurture the biblical worldview and help jumpstart that healthy parent-child relationship because there's always going to be some things uh, within those programs that you can discuss with your kids. And if I can go back to the TV for a moment, uh, TiVo, I don't know what they might call it in, in your neck of the woods, but it's a, it's a little... DVR is what a lot of things are, the digital video recorder okay. that's built into some of the satellite and other service plans. Yeah, in our case, DirecTV. And you can watch a 30-minute a program in 15 minutes. You can, you can get rid of all the commercials. Uh, you can stop it in the middle of a scenario that might be getting a little rough and, and discuss with your kids. You know, like, for instance, we'll, we'll watch a sitcom at, at home with my kids, and someone will come in the scene and nonchalantly share that she's uh, living with a boyfriend. And we'll stop it right there and say, okay, Alex, who's my daughter, uh, why is that not a healthy thing? Do you see how she just nonchalantly came in and said that she's living with her boyfriend as if that's there's nothing wrong with that. And we then we take the, the biblical perspective and we get into a dialogue with our daughter right there on the spot. Because remember, our kids are being inundated with, with this postmodern, relativistic, secular worldview mm-hmm. that is training our kids. We have got to take a few moments and, and stop and, and train them intentionally ourselves. And by the way, that you know harkens back to the using discernment. We need to use discernment even on Christian radio and on Absolutely. Christian television in that we want to be applying that same lens to all that we're hearing and learning and seeing, not everything on Christian radio may line up with Scripture. That's right. We certainly hope that we're lining up with Scripture on this program, but we would encourage you, be like the Berean church. Paul applauded them for comparing everything to Scripture. It's almost like, you know, being skeptical of everything, but in this day and age, you've got to. You have to. There's there's just a uh, smorgasbord of information coming through the internet, uh, through cable TV uh, and whatnot, uh, the radio. And you really have to chew up the wheat and spit out the sticks, but you first have to know what wheat tastes like. And and, <laughs> and, and that comes by knowing what Scripture uh, has to say about uh, life and, and, yeah. and parenting. I know in my days as a policeman, they taught us uh, how to uh, check for a phony $20 bill or $100 bill. And the way you, you did it, you first had to know what the original looked like. Sure. And so that's what uh, I'm imploring our parents to do. Yeah. Know what God says about every situation and have that branded on your heart. And that right. comes through uh, religiously, pardon the legalistic term, but uh, religiously be in the word hmm. and, and then training that to your children. As Deuteronomy 6, 6 and 7 says, uh, impress these things upon your hearts, your kids. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. Yeah. We are talking today, if you've just joined us, about the top 20 or 21 activities that you can do in your family to jumpstart a healthy parent-child relationship and to nurture a biblical worldview. And we have just barely scratched the surface. We do need to take a break on behalf of our stations, and uh, we will continue with this list when we come back. 
If you'd like to find out more about the program, if you'd like to listen to past programs uh, in our archives, please visit us online at LicensedToParent.org. I'm Rich Rosal along with Trace Embry, and we'll be right back after this. Everywhere we go, we're surrounded by screens. Have we entered into a techno-utopia or a virtual prison? Prison. Is our social experience richer and deeper or more shallow and artificial? Discover insightful answers to these questions in the documentary DVD, Captivated, Finding Freedom in a Media Captive Culture. You'll learn from media experts, church leaders, and inspiring individuals and families from across the country, including Trace Embry and students from Shepherds Hill Academy. Most importantly, you'll discover how God's Word addresses the unique media challenges we face today. Captivated, finding freedom in a media-captive culture. Available in the store at LicensedToParent.org. Proceeds benefit the Shepherds Hill Academy Scholarship Fund. Teen rebellion, depression, addiction, rage, cutting, and suicide are destroying our families today. But there is a way out. Shepherd's Hill Academy offers a 12-month Christ-centered nonprofit residential program where kids are being transformed with a biblical worldview and often medication-free. Christian apologist Ravi Zacharias is just one of many Christian leaders who understands what's happening at Shepherd's Hill Academy. It really is such an honor to come alongside Shepherd's Hill Ministries and licensed parents to rescue those who have been seduced along the way. I cannot gainsay how important this is, and to get behind a ministry like this, one will find the rewards to be extremely powerful in changing society. Get the help you need at Shepherd's Hill Academy. Go to helpmytroubledteen.org, helpmytroubledteen.org. This is Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherd's Hill Academy, a residential treatment program for troubled teens in the mountains of North Georgia. And uh, we are going down a list today of some activities that you can do in your home, things that you can do to jumpstart a healthy parent-child relationship and to nurture a biblical worldview. All right, item number three uh, on your list is find a good church. You find a good church, you find a good youth group. That's mm-hmm. very important because nothing builds a good family like a good church family. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And there's a, there's a, it should be anyway, a system of accountability. If your church doesn't have a way to hold one another accountable, I think uh, you know you might want to start looking for another church. You, know, you come into church and everyone, how you doing? You smile, everything's fine. Sometimes, you know, we come from miles around to go to our churches and we don't really know the people, how they're carrying on, and they don't know how we're carrying on Monday through Saturday. And uh, you know, there's really no system of accountability. One of the greatest ways to nurture that system of accountability is if if your church has a, a home group or cell group, but they might be called you know, different things in sure. in your neck of the woods. But uh, that's a great way to uh, set up that system of accountability. Right. But youth group, some youth groups, I would say many, maybe most youth groups today uh, are actually doing more harm than good. And Ken Ham writes about that in his book, Already Gone, uh, that uh, kids are leaving the church in droves today. And the number one reason they're leaving is Sunday school, youth mm-hmm. group, because uh, a lot of these uh, youth groups 
uh, youth leaders, they're pressured to get the numbers up by, you know, the senior pastor or the board or whatever they have. And uh, they're making a church a mile wide and an inch deep. And these kids are coming in seeing that this is five minutes of Bible. It's 55 minutes of bells and whistles and loud music and pizza and messing around. And um, I can get that on the, out there in the secular world without all the guilt. So yeah. why would I, uh, why, why, do I, why do I need to do this? And the stats prove all that to be true because mm-hmm. the average new convert to Christianity in the teenage population stays in church eight to 11 weeks and they're gone yeah. off to something yeah. else. And uh, so th- when a kid comes to church, uh, usually he's really looking uh, for truth. Yeah. He's looking for something to hang on to, live his life by. And uh, unfortunately, the church in many cases hasn't been giving that to these kids. And there's a thing called family integrated churches that don't have youth groups at all, no Sunday schools at all for the kids. The kids actually come in and sit in the service. And for 30 minutes or an hour, an hour and a half, or however long the service is, those kids are made to sit still, mm-hmm. listen to this, endure it, if you will. But it's a training. Not just a training in, in scripture, but a training how to self-discipline yourself to sit still for a while so that the pastor can get his message out. And if it's an interactive church, interact without uh, you know, some of the hocus pocus that goes on. And one thing that's very nice about that is after the service, you've all been sitting under the same message. You can talk exactly. about it. And that leads Good. very nicely into the next uh, item on your list. And, and this is actually the start of several that are related. You say, have regular, meaningful discussions with your kids. I mean, I mean, that's a good thing to do anyway. Yeah. Our our society has gotten so fragmented mm-hmm. that it's unusual to even have a family sit down for a meal together. So, so the first in this category is eat together and not just eat together, but to prepare the meal together. Because when you're doing that, you can talk together. And I know one, one of the things that you're saying, not only is this talk time good, but in in particular, allowing your kids to get involved in that process really helps develop something in them, doesn't it? Absolutely. It, it, it uh, develops a sense of uh, accomplishment, uh, belonging. I mean, part of the team that they're actually, you know, pulling their weight. Uh, I don't know why more parents don't have their sons and daughters uh, involved in actually preparing the meal. You know, you get the water glasses out or, you know, whatever yeah. you're having to drink and you, you, you serve this you, you, and then sit down. And the discussion doesn't have to be necessarily about, you know, biblical stuff. Uh, it can be about anything. It can be about the events of the school day sure. or whatnot. Uh, you know, it could be uh, what you just watched on CNN or, or uh, Fox News and uh, discussing those issues. Again, but, but all filtered through the biblical worldview because yeah. uh, that brings them back to the truth. Because as you know, Rich, there's a lot of tabloid news going on out there, opinioned as opposed to objective reporting. And and uh, when that happens, then our kids get that skewed idea what the world's all about. Mm. We want to bring them back to reality. What is really going on here? And get them thinking and, you know, away from those video games and things like that long enough to wire up the brain cells to where they can't be duped when they finally get out there in the, you know, in the real world away yeah. from the nest. Uh, they're not going to have people pulling the wool over their eyes. Right. Uh, another item on your list, we'll call this number six, I think that's where we are, is um, you, you talk about taking vacations together as a family. And mm-hmm. I, would, I would even modify that to say possibly even just road trips. My wife and I pretty much got to know each other by taking road trips. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, you're living together every day, but it's on those road trips. I mean, you're going miles and miles, you're sitting next right. to each other. We would talk, and those were some of the best discussions and continue to be. Absolutely. In fact, this weekend we're going on a, a road trip 
to uh, North Carolina. It's about a five or six hour drive. Mm-hmm. I am so looking forward to oh, it. Oh, yeah. And you're going to be trapped, pardon the way I say that, in a cubicle that forces you to dialogue like that. Sure. You know, and uh, uh, y- you can you can actually uh, do some mindless things. I have a tendency, to, you know, I think sometimes people are afraid to talk with me because I talk about these heady, deep issues, cultural stuff, and my kids know that, and they, they, sometimes they, they kind of go the other way when I'm walking in the room. But if you can keep the things kind of light, uh, like we just got back from a vacation ourselves and we, we make up these games, you know, we call it the full size bumper sticker game, you know, uh, whoever gets the first, uh, 10 bumper stickers on a car, you, you, you're the winner or, or you're looking for all X's or all Q's on billboards, the alphabet or, game, all yeah. that, you know, all these simple things that, uh, kids really enjoy. It, it lightens the mood and it develops that relationship. And I just like to say, uh, one thing about the whole relationship thing, you know, you hear so many, uh, parenting experts, quote unquote, uh, talk about the importance of a good relationship, you know, but it really doesn't matter if you have a, a good relationship with your child, if the relationship isn't based on a biblical worldview. I mean, Bonnie and Clyde had a relationship, you know, uh, Hitler and Mussolini, Hitler and Eva Braun, I mean, uh, Oprah and, and uh, Stedman, you know, they all have relationships and they would probably consider them pretty good relationships, but are they based on a biblical worldview? And, and, and I think one of the biggest mistakes that we make in developing relationships with our kids is we develop that buddy-buddy thing. We, we want to be the cool parent. That's not biblically based. And uh, if you do that, uh, then you're, 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 you're kind of um, breaking that line of demarcation between parent and child, and it's more of a peer-type thing. You become a, a bit devalued, a bit disrespected, and I think in the future, as your kids get older, you're asking for trouble. Mm-hmm. They should grow into that peer relationship as they get older. That shouldn't be something they're entitled to at the very beginning of yeah. the game. I think one of the challenges that we run into, and this is one of the reasons that we don't tend to do top 10 or top 20 lists normally, mm-hmm. is that it can become mechanical. Right. And what I'm hearing you talk about right at this point is the fact that this is more a mindset. Sure. We have to take on the mind of Christ. We have to look through the eyes of Christ. We have to do our very best to um, appropriate Christ into every aspect of our lives so that we live our lives in a Christ-like manner. And that the right thing is at the tip of our tongue or the tip of our finger. Sure. I mean, we just do it. It's in us. But the thing is, is Christ was not a person who only quoted Scripture. Right. I mean, you gotta you got to assume that in, in extra-biblical texts, there may have been conversations that were very jovial with the disciples and, and whatnot. He was living life with them. He was investing himself in them. Right. And yet it was infused with the truth of God. So we need to be doing the same thing. And Absolutely. and I, I say that at this point because the next item on the list, number seven, is laugh together. Yeah. So that is the lighthearted stuff maybe, and that is maybe what what one might think of as buddy-buddy. But again, when, when our lives are in the context of Christ, we can laugh together. We can be friends with our kids in the right balance. Yeah. No, absolutely. You, you, you've got to make life fun. You know, all work and no play makes for a pretty dull life. And uh, as religiously as we try to have our devotions at home, uh, there's one sitcom that is a staple in our home that we watch. I won't mention what it is, <laughs> but it, it just has us roaring and it puts us in a, a good mood and it's, it's filtered through that biblical lens. Uh, the next one I've got, number eight, is uh, has to do with technology. And we talk about this a lot on the program. And that is we should put limits on technology. Less tech time equals more talk time. Right. 
Right. And I think we need to hold each other accountable for that. I think we should allow our kids to hold us accountable for that. Because uh, in today's world, parents are just as guilty as the kids in the amount of time mm-hmm. uh, and energy they spend on keyboards and screens. Uh, and I think we need to ask ourselves, what have we lost yeah. because of technology as far as relationship with our kids? Yeah. And decide, listen, what is a healthy limit? For, for one family, it might be 30 minutes a day. For one family, maybe it's an hour a day. Or, or Some families might decide to do away with it entirely. But again, it goes back to allowing the Spirit of God to reign in your life, and He'll help you sort that out. I think that if we specifically make a decision every time we use technology, I'm deciding at this moment I'm going to use it or I'm not going to use it, that's a helpful thing. Because to to go back a couple of clicks to where we were talking about vacations and road trips, Mm -hmm. I can't tell you the number of times, even in our family, the family is piled into the car and all of a sudden everybody's iPod and, and, and earbuds and all come out. So you've got, you know... Five or six, or we've got seven people in our family, or we did before our you know older ones grew up and moved out. But you know we we could have seven people in this car and not a one of them talking to the other because we were all self occupied. And virtually, you might have fourteen people in that car because seven people could be talking to you know seven people outside the vehicle. Right. So that choice has in in order to have that talk time during travel time, in order to have these times, we do need to to put limits on technology in all aspects. And that might be a great place to start. You know, your family might say, "Okay, we're going to shut the technology off at dinner time at home. Sure. We're going to shut it off while we're in the automobile, which it shouldn't be texting and driving, probably on the cell phone anyway. And we're going to set a curfew for ourselves in the evening, where at nine o'clock, at eight o'clock, whatever time you feel is necessary, it goes off unless it's an emergency." That's a that's a great point. Again, it's all you put the limits on. Sure. Yeah, well, Trace, we're, we're running out of time here, but the, the last one on this part of the list when we're talking about uh, uh, having these conversations with our kids, you say that we should be looking for teachable moments not only in the sitcoms and the music and things like that, but also in the current events, the news sure. of what's going on in the day. Uh, look at it from a biblical worldview, but you also say that in these discussions we should push the antithesis. Now, what does that mean in this context? Yeah, and whether it's in a uh, you know a news program, a sitcom, or whatever, or maybe an incident at school, uh, pushing the antithesis is simply taking the worldview and pushing it to its logical end. For instance, here at Shepherd's Hill, when a kid comes in, he usually says, I should be able to do whatever I want to do when I want to do it. And I'll say, okay, what's the logical outworking of that? And uh, say we got 7 billion people on the planet. Uh, If 7 billion people wanted to do what they wanted to do when they wanted to do it, what's the logical outworking of that? And the kids are pretty honest. They'll, They'll say... Well, chaos and destruction and wars and yeah, exactly. I said, you know, here's my worldview. Okay, uh, and I get this from scripture. I think I should love my neighbor as myself and do unto others as I'd have them do unto me. Now, what's the logical outworking of that? And again, the kids are pretty honest. They'll say, well, peace, harmony, and I just, well, what world do you want to live in? Mm-hmm. Well, that is uh, almost the first half of our list, but it is going to have to be the first program that we do on this. We're going to come back next week and continue with, I hope, the remainder of this list. I hope we can get it finished in one more week. You're listening to Licensed to Parent. Our host is Trace Embry, and I'm Rich Rosal. I want to remind you that if you would like to connect with us uh, via social media or online, you'll find links to do that 
uh, on our website, which is LicensedToParent.org. That's also where you can join us in our ministry outreach. Licensed to Parent is the radio outreach of Shepherd's Hill Academy, a leading Christ-centered residential program for troubled teens. And it does take an awful lot of money to keep this program on the air and to keep our work with parents and their teens going strong. And for that reason, we invite your partnership. To find out more about us and to see how you can join us in ministry, please take a moment and visit us today at LicensedToParent.org. That's LicensedToParent.org. Our guest coordinator on License to Parent is Daniel Fasina. Our technical producer is Carl Peets. For Trace Embry, I'm Rich Rosal, inviting you to tell a fellow parent about us and then join us again next time to renew your License to Parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless. See you next time.